of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. We are glad to have you with us on this beautiful spring day. Well, kind of beautiful, right? <laughs> it, it's, you know, it's rainy sometimes, not rainy sometimes, but spring days are beautiful. The one thing I do appreciate, though, when we do get rain, especially in North Carolina, is it washes down the pollen. There you yeah. go. Yeah, because there's pollen everywhere. You know, I've never seen so many yellow cars in my life. I'm just saying. Every spring, yeah, yeah, it is, it is. But you know, it's been a, it's been nice this week to have some some nice days along with some rainy days, and and so we're just really glad to have you with us today. And and talking about patterns, you know, as we talked about just a minute ago, spring has a pattern, right? You have rain, you have all <laughs> the, yeah, you have snow, especially <laughs> here in the NCAA tournament at some point uh, that, that, that just finished up. You have uh, all the pollen in the air. You know, it's something you can expect every year, and. And so life has patterns, but Ronnie, God's kind of laid on your heart that our walk has patterns as well. Yes. Um, with my job, I deal a lot with patterns. I'm always talking to people about patterns of work, patterns of thought, and how we go about those and changing from a unconscious habit, which might not be a good one, is the way we do our work, the way we think about and react and talk to other people and lead other people, and changing that into a very positive pattern of how we can actually interact and walk and talk and work together. Um, and what that ends up leading into is also for your faith walk is how are we walking with God? We've seen so many examples where there's faithfulness in the Bible uh, that we can glean from and work from. Um, and it, it is in my personal life and there is in my work life, you know? So I just thought it was a topic that's, you know, it's very wide ranging that can go many different directions for people. So I thought it might be good for us to kind of talk about what would be some good patterns of faith that we can go down today. So if we have patterns of faithfulness, what's that really look like in our life? Exactly. So what we have to do is, you know, figure out for each one of us, what is my pattern of faithfulness? And also then there's going to be patterns of unfaithfulness because we're going to walk in and out of those almost so, constantly. So from a, a scriptural standpoint, what's a, what's a good example that you guys can think of of um, faithfulness, of somebody walking in faithfulness? So we can equate, you know, to a story. David, you know, clearly, you know, he came up against Goliath because he believed, mm -hmm. he had faith that, you know, God was going to be the, the victor in the fight. That would be my pick. Yeah. But then David also had patterns of unfaithfulness. Right. So it is good to see that we can go either way. Yeah, that whole Bathsheba thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. and later with his kids. Yeah. Right. And so even a man after God's own heart, right, as David was described, had both of those things in, in his walk and in his life. You sure did. Right. Yeah. And, and they led to different results. Exactly. So, right, so patterns of faithfulness tend to probably lead to better places, <laughs> I'm yes. assuming, in, in most cases in Scripture, than, than our patterns of unfaithfulness. 
Uh, let's get to a clip because I want to go ahead and, and get a, a fun clip in here. Can you kind of set up what we're going to be listening to with this clip and uh, how you, uh, then come back we can kind of talk about why you chose it? Yes, we have the Karate Kid, which everybody knows as the wax on, wax off scene. So I'm really not sure what more to set up other than that because most people actually know it. So actually there's this pattern that he has to follow that goes from how he waxes cars and sands the floors to actually moves uh, for him to be to learn karate. Now, is this the part, I think, where he has been doing the work and following the, yes. the voice of the master, but he starts to doubt? He's like, he's been doing all this, but not doesn't understand why. Okay. So this is where he actually kind of gets the, the dots connected. All right. I'm what? I'm being you. Slave is what I'm being, man. Now, we made a deal here. So? So? So you're supposed to teach and I'm supposed to learn, remember? For four days, I've been busting my... Everyone learning thing. Uh, you learned plenty. I learned plenty. I learned how to sand your decks, maybe. I wash your car, paint your house, paint your fence. I learned plenty, right? Uh, not everything is as seen. Oh, bull... I'm going home, man. Daniel-san. Daniel-san. What? Come here. Show me sand the floor. I can't move my arm, all right? What are you doing? What are you... Ow! Ow, what are you doing? Now show me sand the floor. How did you do that? Shut up! Sand the floor. Stand up. Show me sand the floor. Sand the floor. Sand the floor. Sand the floor. Big sucker, sand the floor, sand the floor. Now show me wax on, wax off. Hey. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Hey, wax on, hat. Wax off. Hat. Show me paint the fence. Up, down, up, down, up, down. Other side. Look eye. Always look eye. Show me paint the house, side, side. Black wrist, side, side. Show me wax on, wax off. Hiat! Hiat! Show me paint the fence. Hiat! Hiat! Show me side to side. Hiat! Hiat! Show me sand of floor. Hiat! Hiat! Yeah, I wish I would have thought about that to uh, show that clip to my kids a little bit more often. <laughs> I would have got more done around the house. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I was thinking about, whenever I hear Mr. Miyagi, I just get hungry for a hamburger. Was, <laughs> yeah. He was Arnold. Yeah, 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 happy that he yeah. was I don't know completely why. different. Yeah. I never made that connection until this right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so back to patterns. Right? I mean there's some things going on in Daniel's life that he doesn't really understand that the master's leading him through, but it's healthy patterns. Yeah, so he gets he shows great faithfulness. He's waxing the on and off. He's sanding the floor. He's painting the fence. He's doing all these wonderful things. He just reaches a boiling point where, where are you leading me? And how often have we probably said that in our lives, Lord? Where are you leading me? So he's finally got to the point where he's fed up. He's disgusted. Okay, I'm done with this. I'm getting nothing out of this. You're supposed to be teaching me how to do karate so I can defend myself because he's been beat up a few times by the bullies. 
And so the teacher, the master, finally is going to enlighten him a little bit as to what he's actually learned. And lo and behold, here, here his faithfulness in doing all these chores has really paid off for him big time to where now he can actually do some moves. He can protect himself and sees that, oh, I'm, I know something that I had no idea that I knew. When I put it all together, I'm much more than what I was before. And all these things put together are very formidable. And I can go in probably now help defend myself. I can see where I can go with this. Let's go farther. Now he has a vision for where he can go. The fascinating thing about the word faithful is it has so many different facets to it. It's like a diamond. You know, you you have the idea that he was faithful to do the work. But what happens in that clip is literally his faith in Mr. Miyagi changes. He now understands that I'm to have faith that this guy knows what he's, you know, it, he had faith to follow me for, but to some extent, and he was faithful in doing the work, which is another asset of the, another aspect of the word faithful. But now all of a sudden he's like, this guy's got some magic. <laughs> this guy's got something worth following. And, and, and when you correlate that to your faithfulness with God, as you begin to do these same practices with Jesus, it's amazing to me, Jim, how often if, if you'll wax the floor, all of a sudden you'll see why he had you doing it. <laughs> yeah, and that's what just grabbed me is he's doing what he is told to do out of obedience, but he doesn't see what the effect is. And what hit me with this is what he has learned, and you can't, uh, if you're one of the seven or eight people that have never seen this movie, what he's learned is pretty much all the defensive moves. So he is blocking the blows that are being thrown at him. And I think God works that way too. He'll say, be obedient in this. But in doing that, we are learning our defense against our enemy. Well, and that's where you can kind of look at, he starts out with good intentions. You know, in, and he has trust, in, in, and in this case, in the master. Right? He has trust in, in, in the master that's leading. And then something enters in and says, you can't really trust the heart of the master. And that's a lot of times what happens to us is we, we try to do things out of obedience. And then we start to hear that little voice of, is this really going to pay off? Is this really? I'm your slave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is there anything you know, good going on here? You know, one of the things that God reminded me of is a few years back, I was uh, you know, jumping around reading different books of the Bible. And I had uh, read Genesis got done with it and instead of just moving on to whatever I decided to move on to I was like okay God what do we want to read next and he's like uh, Genesis I'm like really I just got done with Genesis <laughs> let's move on to something else he said no Genesis so I went through and I learned a little bit more and kind of went through and got done and um, and, the, and for me it was slow because I just read at lunchtime and so you know it took me a while to get through and, and, and again I learned more and then we get got done that time and so, okay, God, what are we going to read now? And he's like, Genesis. Like, <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> you know, are you kidding me? And the third time I went through, I wasn't really very happy about it, honestly. But the third time I went through, there was definitely some deeper learning. And there was just this big question that kind of surfaced that I'd been struggling with that I hadn't recognized. It was in a passage where, you know, it talks about God hardens Pharaoh's heart. And God had a nugget there for me because I struggled with that concept for a long time. 
you know, to the point, I mean, I was kind of angry with God. Like, you, you hardened his heart. You know, and then it took me about, I don't know, probably a month of prayer and time and just going, God, what, what happened there for him to help me kind of work through that? And so all those trips back through, yes, I learned little details and little history and little pieces, but he was after something in my heart that he knew it was there that I didn't catch the first two times, right? And so it's pretty cool to go back and, and, and see that, you know, that uh, being obedient to that faithfulness helped him kind of unearth something, which would probably led me to a place of unfaithfulness. Right. Well, go to masculinejourneyradio.org to, to download podcasts. And Robbie, there's other cool ways to get it. You want to share with that real quick on how that happens? Yeah, just tell Alexa, play the Masculine Journey Radio podcast. Or your, your iPhone say, Siri, play the Masculine Journey Radio podcast. But not right now. Do it after the show. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. What God does at Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. When I first got here, I was kind of closed off. Didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought I was stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind. I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys have this weekend. What a gift. $199 Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Up, <laughs> <laughs> that's a pattern you know by all means i am really glad that the army has the pattern of getting up early because i need them on that wall i want them on that wall <laughs> absolutely well during the break uh, my friend robbie and brother kind of leaned over and said hey you know by the way i think you meant the book exodus not genesis which is absolutely, <laughs> is absolutely right i said genesis but i meant exodus and yeah, Which I find absolutely cool, you know, when because I could see God sending somebody through Genesis three times, but Exodus, you know, that's another story. So, wow. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of fat on those kidneys that you're going to have to yeah, work way through. <laughs> maybe I should have, you know, learned the pattern of paying more attention the first time <laughs> I went through and said, no, okay, God, no, what no, do you want no, to show I... me? Uh, but no, it's, uh, it was indeed Exodus. So, yeah, that's that's part of Part of why it was like, wow, round three, here we go. It's just a Groundhog Day kind of feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Rodney, back to patterns of faithfulness. You know, what are some things that that God calls us or some points that God's kind of shown you in how we need to be faithful? Well, number one for me has always been prayer. Okay. Let's, Let's make sure that we're in faithfulness and talking to him in relational ways, not just you know, going and doing certain things, but basically being with him. You know, how much time can we spend with him? Whether you're in the car, you know, at work, you're with the kids, there's always moments in which you can realize what he's doing with you and in and around you with other folks that are going on. You know, obviously in the church, there's just, you know, fruit everywhere that's going on in people's lives. If you're 
willing to engage in them and talk with them and be a part of the community. So that's where the the biggest thing for me is is with prayer and making sure that you are faithful in your prayer and taking things to him and also, you know, building up your relationship. No, by that, I'm assuming you don't just mean, well, I do pray at every meal and, you know, I, I pray right. when I get up in the morning. It's it's this conversational intimacy. Yes, and going back to at the boot camps, uh, I mean, it, this covenant of silence is huge. Getting that time to just, okay, you know, I do my best anyway to clear my head, but there's things flooding in there all the time. But it's constantly trying to clear my head, what do you have for me, Lord, here on this topic in this situation right now? And then when we do the uh, uh, hear, hearing from God for the uh, silent prayer, and, and those are just big moments where you just you go deeper relationally with the Lord, and those moments you you just you can't say enough about them. Now you had mentioned earlier that, and I loved this by the way, that you know part of what your job entails at work is to change people's. Th- thought patterns like when this this and this happens do you always you know bring me a solution with your problem but you're talking about changing part of that process to you know going deeper in the problem and changing the way that you actually are your pattern of thinking when things happen well god kind of did that with me with prayer (laughs) through the jesus labor love because you know i found out that wow when these people when i call them on the phone they overwhelm me. <laughs> they got problems. Let me tell you, they got problems. And I learned that when I got overwhelmed, I needed to pray. And I did that right there on the phone with them almost immediately. And, and it began to change the way that I thought about all my relationships that whenever somebody, and it actually happened to me today. And I was thinking about it, as you mentioned it, that my wife called me and overwhelmed me with several issues you know, they had to deal with my mother-in-law and all of a sudden I was just overwhelmed. Like, Oh my gosh, you know, what am I going to do with that? <laughs> and I immediately went, Tammy, is it all right if we just pray right now? And you know, I've never yet, I've never yet. And, and since I've changed my pattern here, had somebody say, no, it's not all right. They, and, and Tammy said, sure. And it's miraculous. It's unbelievable to me how how the person that you're on the other end of the phone with or the person on the other side of the conversation they sense god's in this and all of a sudden it's a different world and and i feel less overwhelmed because honestly most of the day i'm <laughs> overwhelmed somewhere uh, one of the things god kind of laid on my heart seems so insignificant to anybody other than me but you know i i wear a mouthpiece when i go to bed at night so i don't grind my teeth well, I have a habit of spitting that out at some point in the middle of the night, and then I wake up trying to find it, you know. And for the long and my fear is the dog sleeps in the room that I'll spit it out, <laughs> and the dog will find it, decide it's a chew toy, right? And so, you know, I for the longest time I'd wake up, turn on the light, try to find it. It's two in the morning, three in the morning, and it may happen twice in the night, and you know by then I'm awake. Right, and so I don't get to sleep, and then the next day I'm groggy, and I'm probably a little bit more hateful, and all those kinds of things. And I don't know when it, the pattern changed, but one night I woke up, I don't know, probably three weeks ago, and I had spit it out, and I'm like, Father, can you help me find it? And I kind of all of a sudden just felt something in my side, and it was like underneath my side. 
So I picked it up, and every night since then, when I when it's happened, I just like, God, can you help me find this? So I don't have to, you know, turn on the light. And I think it was last night or the night before, I couldn't find it for a few minutes. So I'm kind of like, really, God, you're not going to help me? <laughs> you know? And then all of a sudden, I felt it again. You know, but and I look at that, and that sounds so small. But what he's teaching me is, I'm I'm with you in the small stuff. I'm with you in the things that are inconvenient. I'm with you in the things that lead to you know, you being tired, you being irritable, you know, those things that you don't want to be, I'm there with you and I'm helping you in those ways as well. Yeah, that's a, that's a neat thing about what he described is that you're in those patterns. I have a similar story that just touched my heart and this was many years ago. I was riding with my father down Independence Boulevard in Charlotte back when they had street lights and it wasn't a thoroughfare. And I noticed that we had not missed and we had not caught a single red light i said wow this is really weird i don't think i've ever gone this far on independence without a red light he said i'll just pray for the red light and it led into a discussion of you know is that something important to god and like your uh, retainer we'll call it yeah anything we take to him is important to him and one of the things my father said then that has always stuck with me is that's such a small thing to God. And he said, well, everything is a small thing to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. One of the things that uh, I'm thinking about when talking about patterns of faithfulness is uh, back to my dog. It, he follows me from whatever room I go to. He's right there behind me, pity patting. Sometimes he'll be in front, but he always looks back to see if I'm coming where he's taking me. Uh, I think he is far more faithful in following me than at times I am in following God. And I need to develop that pattern of faithfulness that my dog shows me. Yeah, and I probably need to pray that the dog doesn't find my mouthpiece and uses a chew toy. <laughs> That's something I need to add to the whole prayer. Uh, Rodney, we've got probably about four minutes you know, left in in today's show. What what's the next clip you'd like for us to play? We have one here from Excalibur. It's an old movie. Uh, it is <clears throat> shortly after Arthur has pulled out Excalibur from the stone, which actually, when he pulled it out from the stone, created basically a divide. There's all these knights, half are with him and half are against him. So this scene is shortly after that, where they're all fighting. And the leader of the people that are against him, he just jumps down on top on top of, takes him down into the water, pulls up Excalibur, has it to his throat, is able to, you know, kill him. But he's like, no, I want you to lead with me. I want you to be with me. And he says, this clip will kind of kind of go through it, what he how he responds and ends up knighting King Arthur at that moment. I need battle lords such as you, and never not swear faith to a squire. Never! Never! You're right. I'm not yet a knight. You, Irians, will knight me. 
That is night tonight. I can't offer you mercy. What's this? What's this? Keep it, Yorians! of God, St. Michael and St. George, I give you the right to bear arms and the power to meet justice. That duty I will solemnly obey as knight and king. I never saw this. Rise, King Arthur. I am your humble knight, and I swear allegiance to the courage in your veins. So strong it is. Its source must be Uther Pendragon. I doubt you no more. So Rodney, in this clip, what was it about this particular clip that really echoed this patterns of faithfulness for you? Well, you see all the knights had their pattern of faithfulness and how they became knights and how they came together as knights and they united each other as knights. And here you had this outsider, the squire, who was going to infiltrate them just because he pulled his sword out. And this Uther, he was just not going to go with that. And he he was following his pattern of, well, this is how we all became knights. But then what's what I love about Robbie pointed out earlier is he's, you know, in the Karate Kid, it goes more from just something you do into who you believe in. So... What I love about this is just like us turning not to good works, but to Christ. They turn from their the way that everybody else becomes a knight to this is King Arthur. What's inside of him? Like Merlin was the one there going, I didn't see this coming because Merlin's the sorcerer, the magician. So he's all into, he knows what's going on. He understands the story, right? But he's even surprised by what's going on in the larger story here because of who actually Arthur becomes through this process. Now, Robbie, real quickly, every morning there's something you reluctantly do, but you do it because you trust God's heart. Right. It's like he saw in that face of Arthur this amazing, right? And so I get up at 4 o'clock because I'm excited and I know he's going to do something amazing. And that's faithful. It is. It is. So next week, we're going to continue to talk about these patterns of faithfulness and also our patterns of unfaithfulness. And what I'd like for you to do this week is say, God, where are some places that I've been faithful in the past that I really haven't had my eyes open to? Where are some places you call me to be faithful in this coming week? And then also maybe give me some glimpses of places where I've been unfaithful. Go to maskandjourneyradio.org now.